Let's open the Word of God to Jeremiah chapter 9 to open our worship this morning. It is a great pleasure, if not the greatest pleasure on earth, to be in the temple of the living God, the habitation of God through His Spirit, in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the pillar and ground of the truth. I want to read a passage familiar to many of you, but I hope that we can forget its familiarity and let it speak to us this morning as to the purpose and goals of our hearts in worshiping. Jeremiah 9, the 23rd the 24th verses describe why you were created and I was created and what we ought to do about that today and in every waking minute that we have between now and when the Lord calls us home. Jeremiah 9, 23. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. The word glory, used as a verb, as it is in these two verses, describes excited, exulting, triumphant, enthusiastic, joyful praise and delight and pleasure in something. When you glory in a thing, you just enjoy it and rejoice in it a great deal. And you exult in it. That's E-X-U-L-T in finding great delight to your soul in this particular thing that you're glorying in. In this short passage of two verses, we have three of God's attributes listed, and we are supposed to be delighting in them, so we have a scriptural basis for studying the attributes of God, which we're doing right now. But I want you to focus on the word glory, because... We ought to be enthusiastic, excited, thankful, praising people and delighting ourselves in the Lord Himself. This is what He created us for. The Lord hath made all things for Himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil, and we want to fulfill that calling and purpose of our creation. There's a warning in the 23rd verse, and it's just as real in 21st century America as it was in the days of Jeremiah in 500 B.C. And that is that men tend to get distracted and get excited about their wisdom. And so it becomes academic accomplishments or educational attainments that they take delight in and glory in degrees, grade point averages, the fine schools that they matriculate at, and so forth. But the warning is, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Even if we were to make that wisdom true wisdom, 
the fear of the Lord, and the knowledge of the holy, that still isn't what we want to glory in. We want to glory in the Lord Himself. The other distraction that's listed, or number two here, in the 23rd verse, is the mighty man glorying in his might. We just finished the Olympics in London a few weeks ago, and the whole world, the largest television audience in the history of man, witnessed athletic endeavors, gold medals, and the praise of men for the might, the speed, the coordination, the teamwork of sports and athletics. And the warning here is don't let a mighty man glory in his might. Young men, full of testosterone, love to stand in mirrors, take off their shirts, do repeated push-ups, pull-ups, get a pump, as it's called, so that they can look in the mirror and see the pink fullness of their muscular flesh. The Bible recognizes and knows all that because your testosterone comes straight from heaven. The Lord visits young men in the night when they're around 13 years of age and injects them. And the Bible says the glory of a young man is his strength because God knows that. And yet that is a distraction. The Bible says in Psalm 147, the Lord doesn't take delight in the legs of a man. That's the largest muscle muscle group on your body. The Lord delights and takes pleasure in those that fear him. And so greater than Usain Bolt winning the 100 and 200 meters at the Olympics can be a young man in this assembly that fears God. The God of heaven rejoices and takes delight in Him. And so the second distraction that is hurled at us every day of our lives, especially as young men that are exposed to the world in any way, don't glory in your might. Don't get excited about that. The third category is riches. So these young men grow up, or young women, and they want to marry a successful man, or a man wants to measure success. And so we measure men by Bill Gates, Donald Trump, and others with their financial accomplishments. And so we start to think that we ought to be excited about a promotion or a raise at work or the salary that we're bringing in or the size of the house we're able to afford. And all these things are hurled at us by this world and the devil and our deceitful hearts, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life delight in these three things. Athletic, educational, financial, and economic accomplishments, career progression, all those things the Lord tells us, I know about them. I know that men tend to glory in them. Don't glory in them, is what he says in the 23rd verse. Lord, help us. I see the name of our God, Jehovah, three times in these two verses. And he is so far excelling all of these things that we should never let them compete. When you find the word Lord in your King James Bibles in all capital letters, that is the Hebrew scribes and our King James translators letting you know that that is the Hebrew tetragrammaton for I am that I am. And he's the one speaking and he's the one that we should be glorying in. So we get to the 24th verse. We know what we shouldn't be glorying in. What should we be glorying in? Glory in this. I like it when the Bible's this simple and plain for us. Glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. Amen. That is worth glorying in. David would say in Psalm 37, 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. 
Let him that glorieth glory in this. So the thing we ought to get excited about, the thing that ought to make us loud when we sing his praises is the worship of Jehovah. It's amazing what they'll do at Clemson Stadium or Gamecock Stadium. What a noble mascot they have down there in Columbia for a sports activity with a weird shaped ball. But we ought to be doing it for the Lord's sake. And he commands us to do it. It's our purpose. And I want to tell you something. I'm 55 years old. I know a little bit of tasting all three of these distractions that the world throws at us. And there is nothing that satisfies the human soul of a very enthusiastic person like worshiping and delighting in the Lord Himself. There is nothing that measures. You young men, I've tasted everything you think you want to taste. It is delighting in the Lord Himself. Let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, and we can do that. And I am laboring in this series of the attributes of God to help us do that even better. And then, about the Lord, that I am the Lord. There he says, I am Jehovah again. I am, I am that I am, which exercise loving kindness, that's an attribute of God, judgment, an attribute will hit today, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things, in these attributes of mine, and these displays of my nature and personality that I show to the earth, I delight. And I want you to delight in them. And so, if you're reading your King James Bible carefully, you've just had a definition given for the word glory, haven't you? One of its synonyms. To delight. Because he's just instructed us to glory. And then he explains, for in these things that I want you to glory in, I delight. Therefore, delight and glory, which we know from dictionaries, are synonyms. Brethren, we have an opportunity you will never have again. You will never pass this way again, to be in this assembly again, to have this reminder again just the way it is in the set of circumstances God has arranged for us this morning. Will you glory in Him? When we turn the hymnals in just a moment, are you going to let it go? Are you going to praise His name from your heart, making the melody there, speaking and teaching and admonishing one another to lift them up and encourage them in worshiping and delighting in and glorying in this great God, our Lord, our Father, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, I am that I am, the Lord God Almighty, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega. There is none like Him in the universe. He's the only God. He's our God. He's my God. He knows us. He's with us. He inhabits His churches by His Spirit. He dwells in us. He shall be with us. We are blessed abundantly. Let us worship Him. Let us pray. Holy Father, Lord of hosts, we bless Thee, and we praise Thee, and we delight in Thee this day, and we delight in the loving kindness, the judgment, and the righteousness that You exercise in the earth. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, for the loving kindness that You have shown us. You have shown it at our tables. You have shown it in our children. You have shown it in our marriages. You have shown it in our salvation most of all. You have shown it in the truth of the gospel. You have shown it in this blessed nation in which we live. You have shown it in this church. You have shown it in your word. We thank thee. Your loving kindness. We thank thee for thy judgment, O Lord. 
that it is great. We know the flood was a real event, that the plagues of Egypt were true historical events in the history of that nation. But we thank Thee that the judgment against sin on our behalf was poured out upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and we delight in that this day. Thank You for sending a Savior for us. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for righteousness. We know that there is one court of equity, one court of justice, where fairness, prudence, and rightness prevails. And it's in the court of heaven. And though we may see oppression in provinces here below, we know that there are those that are higher than they. And we bless thee. We thank thee that our masters in the workplace have a master in heaven. And those who abuse their privilege as a master on earth shall pay for it dearly. We see the back wages paid in Egypt to your people that were brought out of there with a mighty hand. And we bless thee. Heavenly Father, we glory in thee this morning. We laugh at all the glorying that the earth makes about those that are academically accomplished or athletically proficient or financially astute. They're nothing, O Lord, in comparison to thee. And no matter what measure of success or the taste of blessings or praise that we have had on earth for any of these things, We reject them all and flush them all this morning to delight in Thee. Help us to glory in Thee. Bless our singing. Be with our praying, the preaching, the reading, the hearing, and our fellowship together that with one heart and one mind we will glory in Thee this day, fulfilling our purpose and giving a sacrifice of praise with our lips to Thy holy name. Have mercy upon Your people your churches, in every place where they call upon you in sincerity and in truth. We ask for them everything at least that we ask for ourselves, for we are the least of all thy servants and thy people. And we pray your blessings in every land, that you will be with your churches, that you will defend them from their enemies, that you will bless them by your Spirit, and grant their servants and ministers a forehead of adamant flint that they will not be ashamed nor confounded by their hearers, but will boldly preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and make the knowledge of God simple and plain for them to understand. Heavenly Father, we pray for our rulers in this nation that you will deliver them and give them wisdom that you will protect us from every evil conspiracy against your people, that for the sake of the righteous still in America, you'll preserve it like you would have preserved Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of the plain. Our trust is in thee. We're thankful for the liberties that we have. We pray that you will preserve them for our children and our children's children. We rest upon thee, O Lord. Father, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Every sin of omission where we have not done what we should have done, every sin of commission where we did that you have prohibited and told us not to do, forgive us through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank Thee for everything that we have, all that You have done for us. Most of all, we bless Thee and thank Thee that You have given us being that we might know Thee, 
We thank Thee that Thou hast saved us, that we might know Thee better. We thank Thee that Thou hast given us Thy Word, that we might know Thee even better. And we pray that You will yet, by the power and strength of the Holy Spirit, stir up our inner men, that we might know Thee and the love of Christ in all of its dimensions, till we are filled with all the fullness of God. Forgive us our cold hearts. Forgive us the weakness of our flesh. Our spirits are willing this morning. We pray now that we might be lifted up in the Lord and make your praise glorious. For great is the Lord, and we should make your praise glorious. In Jesus' name we pray, committing this day to thee. Amen.